is our Everest. <laughs> Greetings, culture vultures, and welcome to This Is Our Christmas Everest, the church edition. So, um, Europe, I mean, we touched on this briefly yesterday, but this this is going to be the body of this. What did you think this programme was going to be like? I went into this without the first idea of what it was. You see these programmes in the schedule and they've always been there. And you just think it's just something religious. And here's the thing. I knew what morning worship was, even though I wasn't at home to watch it because I was at church. Well, yeah, but your dad was a vicar, so you well, know, no, that's why like, I was at church. I wasn't if happy there'd about been it. a TV program about scrap metal dealers on at eleven o'clock on a Sunday morning. I'd have known of the existence of that program, even if I wasn't there to, at home to watch it. Well, yeah. But I think we should definitely stick a pin in that because I think there is an aspect to, you know, the family trade which made made this programme particularly interesting for me. I'll tell you what I thought, right? I thought okay. this was going to be like Songs of Pride. Well, yeah, you wish. You know, it'll be intercut with cool stuff. And because it was Christmas, I don't know, they might have a reindeer. Yeah, but it, they didn't... Might read They didn't one. have a reindeer, did they? They didn't intercut it with they cool did not stuff. Know. What was it actually? It was just a church service, yeah. That was it's it. just somebody's gone into somebody's church, in this case the Cathedral Church of St Peter, Bradford, and they've put sort of fixed position closed circuit TV cameras up the pillars. Yeah. And they've just filmed church. Yeah. And the people in the church, I mean, they've they've created one or two little sops to the fact that they're on the TV. And during the intercessionary prayers, they... Talk about people who live in Bradford and anywhere else. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because there's so many people taking communion at the end, they've had to do the blessing from the uh, bishop, David Smith. Bishop David Smith of Bradford. Yeah. His final blessing is done as an insert because otherwise it would just overrun in the schedules, presumably. Mm. And at, at the very beginning, the very Reverend John S. Richardson, provost of Bradford, does a little hello introduction mm-hmm. in front of the christmas tree yeah but it, it's it's not immediately obvious that the christmas tree is at the back it just felt like a normal churchy day at church to me and it, it was horrifying well i mean i only went to these a few times you know <sighs> i'd go we used to have to go once a month for scouts and then it kind of you know then it kind of turned out that it didn't really matter if you didn't go and no one really cared so we just yep. kind of stopped going. I reckon I would have gone to church every week. Yeah. Between the age of naught and 14. Nice. And that sucks. I think it's pretty hot. 
Well, it isn't because I mean, for a start, one of the thing the things that chilled me. I come back to my question from an earlier podcast: How many churches have you had an erection at? Well, if as this is what it's like, it's more so than none. zero, and it's almost certainly more than I ever have. So think on that. <laughs> that that's the chilling thing, Ira. The chilling thing for me is just how much of what is being said, I could, you know, mouth along to or quote from memory. Well, I'll tell it's you what there. I didn't like. Yeah? I didn't like the fact that they used the new updated version of the Lord's Prayer. As our Saviour taught us, so we pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Let's talk about the only thing that I recognise in the in the whole that is an excellent point because if you know the christian faith in any way or indeed if you just pay any attention to this program you will know that um the lord's prayer is the only prayer given to adherents of christianity by christ him this is him this is it this is the one prayer that he left people with man change the fucking words don't be freestyling it and the thing is I, I acknowledge how powerful religion is, and no small part of that power is in its language. Actually, this kind of comes up twice in this episode. I was thinking about it during uh, O Come All Ye Faithful, and I was thinking, what a, even if you just take it from a purely phonetic point of view, what a glorious phrase Hosanna in Excelsis is. <laughs> And I was also thinking about it in terms of the Lord's Prayer, where they yeah. where they substitute the bit for thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, which is an extraordinary, effective, forceful sentence. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's you can you can agree with the sentiment, you can disagree with the sentiment, but you can't you know, you can't argue that yeah. For finishing a, for finishing anything by going, for thine is the kingdom, the power and the yeah. glory, forever and ever. Amen. Shut up. He has set out his stall there, hasn't he? I'm not French. I can't ever sing the Marseillaise and have it mean anything much to me. But I can get my breath taken away by hearing it. And I feel the same about that kind of that closing section of the of the Lord's Prayer. I don't really believe all that stuff as being literal truth, but those words take your breath away. And they change them to something kind of a bit more yeah. mechanical and a bit more... That change happened when I was at school. Yeah, it's awful. And, I, and I've they never... tried it. They tried it at my school. Yeah. And, they, and they did away with it. They went back yeah. to the old version. Oi, Miles Davis. Proper words, please. Yeah. Fuck it. Forgive us our sins. Oh, I know. No, it's, it's fucking trespasses. Everyone knows that. Yeah, idiots. In one prayer... He's left one yeah. prayer. Yeah. And, you know, any other prayer you could muck about with. But no, we're going to muck around with the one prayer. Any other artist wouldn't happen to them. It wouldn't happen to Bob Dylan, would it? The Beatles. It wouldn't happen, no, to, no. It wouldn't happen to, I don't know, the Wombles. Well, you'd probably get a lot of complaints. Yeah. Ch- changed up the Wombles. Just, oh, oh, don't worry, we'll just change the literal word of Christ. No one will notice. As our Saviour taught us, 
So we pray. It's interesting being at church on Christmas Day again. Very troubling how much of the service I still knew. But of course, I was also possessed of the knowledge of the general flow of proceedings. So I always knew vaguely how much more time there was left. And at one point I saw a kid sat in the congregation sort of reading ahead in the service paper. Plenty of respect for that kid. I've been that kid hundreds of times. Yeah. So I've got to just get through this bit and then this bit. Oh, and that bit. Oh, no, not that bit as well. So, I mean, if if you've never been to the Church of England church, what the general the general theme and therefore the general fabric of this episode goes processional hymn bit of praying prayers of penitence we're all sinners let's face it are we sorry yeah and yeah that it's really weird isn't it and then the bishop comes along and just writes it all off it's like wicked that's another weak sins written off it's very strange how they're kind of building up towards this moment and they've got this old boy david smith who yeah. gets wheeled out for all the fire and all the brimstone. You know, all the, oh man, you, you've you fucked this up. There's a lot of clergy And then people. they've got the, yeah, and then they've got the fat jolly man with the glasses. Yeah, that's... And uh, he's, the good, he's the good news guy. Well, yeah, Father John Richardson, um, he's like the comedy priest, isn't he? Yeah. Doing the yeah. bit with the hippos and the... And they were talking about the day when their little baby was born. They were talking about their friends who came to see them, who were hearing about the wonderful hippos around, who were thinking what sort of gifts they could bring. Yeah, it's not funny. No, it's, it's, never, it's never. But he's a hair away from going, and that's a bit like Jesus, isn't it? <laughs> Which is always yeah. a, a he warning to run. Run! Then you get a bit of get a bit of chanting couple of readings from the bible sermon prayers communion home time that's that's the running oh, order oh is that communion well what did you think it was i put mass <laughs> well i mean a mass is generally uh, a, a service that features a communion but oh, mass would be right. considered oh, okay. to be the whole oh. get the whole service okay yeah no that makes more sense one of the ideas that i came up with to make this program better is i mean first of all you assumed it was like it would be like songs of praise with cutaways of course it needs that it needs a whole sort of seinfeld-esque 15 minutes while we you know watch david smith through his day-to-day life as he figures out all the bits towards his sermon you know all the funny little things that happen to him during his day and then it all comes out in that one mighty sermon which i i mean i was a bit my dad could do a better sermon than that i've seen him do it as well yeah i see take that bish but i mean also one thing that my dad would never do on christmas day is start talking about auschwitz bosnia yeah well you know hiv positive youngsters well look i mean i i the thing is in an era in which the government has shifted so far to the right 
that the Church of England now looks like a socialist organisation. Yeah, Albion Free State. Then I think I'm probably a bit more glad that the church is about than I was 10 years ago or 20 years ago because at least there's something of a bulwark there against the worst excesses of the most dismal people I've ever seen in politics. But, um, yeah, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. You know. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, there's nothing. There's nothing necessarily wrong with the sermon. It's just. So what's the bit called where those kids were coming up the aisle in the middle near the start? What's that? Well, that's like filling. That's because that, there were so many of them. Yeah, that would be. Yeah, well, that's your processional hymn, isn't it? That's all the servers, all the choir boys, all of the uh, lay people. All of the I was like, where do they go? Do they just all go straight out the back? It looked as if there couldn't possibly be all enough room up top for all of those people. Well, and it went on for a bit as well. It do. I mean, that was quite well, a big. Uh, that was quite a big contingent. It's fair to say, they must have had a cavernous vestry, like the dressing rooms at the O2. Yeah, I thought one of the nice things to do because the bit that really left me feeling, you know, a little bit sidelined would be if the TV Times had a little, came with a bag with uh, some wine and wafers in it, crack open tab A and eat your, the bo- eat the, the actual body of Christ TM. Yeah, they do, they do go all in on that, don't they? This is the actual body of Christ. I don't want you thinking this isn't his blood. It's high church Anglicanism is what we're dealing with here. The actual um, transubstantiation of the host is... Uh, being adhered to. And the other thing was that they implied it very heavily in that was that it was Jesus's idea in the first place. I did not know that. What? The you la- didn't know about the last supper. Well no, but I, well, you know, that was I, his the whole bread and wine business. That was what he did. I was that well, right. Is that I was at the point yeah, yeah. of it. He had it all planned out. All of that just to just I get wouldn't him. have booked a table at dinner for that. No need. <laughs> you could have just sent him a text. Would have been quicker. You could have done. It was quite a high mass. There were quite a lot of Parts. I think the form that the um, that service took was fairly standard from the uh, alternative service book, 1980. But it had a number of parts of it were sung rather than spoken. Although yeah. they didn't do this in remembrance of me, sometimes in the very very high church Anglican they will ring a bell at that point, which is a very a very Catholic thing to do. Yeah, but they yeah, didn't, it's... and I felt that they they'd um, they pulled a punch a little bit. If you're going to go all in, go all in. I mean, there was a kid in that choir who was wearing sunglasses. He looked like the front cover of "It's Great When You're Straight" by Black Grape. He was going all in. Yeah, I tell you what, their nativity crib was <laughs> fucking rubbish. It was pre- well, they were pretty terrifying. I thought. I mean, the baby Jesus. If you're if you're if you're doing all this stuff for the glory of God. The big lad. Yeah, him. Oh, yeah. The man upstairs. That fella. The very least you can do, the very least you... Do a good job. Yeah, because that, j- that Jesus... Don't fuck it up. He's actual, the actual son, you know, the word, uh, as he's pointed out. the actual God. Looks like a cooked chicken with sort of arms suspended yeah. in rigour and obviously in being cooked like a chicken. Yeah. It was a horrifying thing. I was surprised that they did such a bad job of making it. 
I shouldn't care that much, should it? What are you going to do? You could obviously with the TV money, you could send out for a new one, but then you know you're left with a white elephant crib, aren't you? Sort of like one of those slowly decaying football stadiums in Portugal from when they had the European Championship. Well, yes and no. I mean, you know, it's a crib. Yeah, everyone likes a good old crib scene, don't everyone they? Everyone likes a good... Yeah, well, the thing is, cribs only ever come out for Christmas. And once you've got... Once you've bought it, it's consider it an investment. The, the troubling thing is... Year. A good crib, a good crib should last for years. The troubling thing is Because it only that comes out for a couple of days. Somebody had obviously considered that to be an investment. No. I think they got it free with a packet of turkey drummers. Yeah, I think, I think they made it themselves to try and shortcut on money. Now, if I know anything about churches and money, <laughs> it's that on the whole, they don't like people doing shit on the cheap on their premises. Well... So, um... I don't... <laughs> All I'm saying is that if you make a crib that bad, you're probably going to hell. It's there, possible. It's it. possible. Uh, obviously, the church does have a, a very interesting relationship with money in that it is quite happy to claim that it doesn't have any at the same time as doing something utterly extravagant. Yeah. It's hard to know, really. I mean, I think the Church of England being what it is, it's slightly different. I mean, I imagine that the crib scenes in all the Roman Catholic churches are magnificent things. Mm. Because, you know, you've got the old... The P-Man in Vatican City, he's making sure he's making sure all the churches keep up with appearances. You wouldn't get a crib like that in a Catholic church. You'd be laughed out true, by true. how sort of... I don't know even what it was. Was it, was it ceramic or... I don't know. Who knows? Who, who could possibly... I want that crib in my office now <laughs> to, to find out. The other key area in which they were really pulling out all the stops for the tv cameras was the choir i think yeah there was some every time there was a hymn in the program you would get the old subtitles up so you could sing along which is something they didn't do in the episode of songs of praise that we watched but i believe they do now but in once in royal david city adrian mole starts the singing and there's no subtitles so he's yeah. he's got a solo and then after the first reading, the choir like essentially dropped some bony M on us. Yeah, I mean, I don't like the choir bits. Um, I don't like the fact that they don't put the words on the screen. I don't like the fact that their songs were a bit more showy-offy. In fucking church, just stick another couple of hymns in there. Well, it's true. Just one hymn. There were actually, know. there were quite a paucity of hymns, really. I would there have expected more. Three or four? Yeah. I'll be expecting at least four or five. I mean, again... Um, well, I mean, well, yeah, the thing is that, A, you've... I mean, you know, you have to make allowances for things being replaced by Christmas carols. That is true, um, yeah. But, yeah, and B, you might argue that on Christmas Day, why wouldn't they just do Christmas carols right the way through? Well, I mean, it's it's it's, well, it's a do. good point. Obviously. Yeah, what's all this non-Christmas stuff on Christmas Day? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> In my experience of Christmas Day, that was always the day... I mean, I'm going to be letting light in on magic now, but that was always the day that... You have to remember that my dad would have 
done a carol service in the evening on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. And then he's done midnight mass. Yeah. And then he's done the eight o'clock in the morning service. So by yeah. 10 o'clock on Sunday morning, he's as sick to fucking death of church as anyone else on the planet. No one wants to be at church less than him at that point. Yeah. <laughs> what he wants to do is to be sitting there with a fucking paper hat on, eating a turkey's ass. Yeah, all right, okay, fair enough. So, I mean, I think it was maybe a little bit more preachy a service than you would get in a your average church. They they pulled out yeah. the stops rather than you, you know, my I mean a, a, a sermon for my dad on Christmas day would probably be about 5 minutes. <laughs> Put just pointing out that it's Christmas. And uh, yeah. why you, why are you all here? Why don't you all? None f- of us want to be. No, here. none of us want to be here. So let's go home. I've got that power. I can make that happen. To be fair, I did write down. How the hell do you get everything that needs to be done on Christmas Day done if you have to take two or three hours out of your day for this bullshit? That is a very very big consideration. How do you get it all done? Because I was thinking about the, the like the vicars. Yeah. In this place, I was been watching them doing this. Now I was thinking, so it's what? It's now quarter to eleven in the morning. What time are you putting that turkey on, and what time are you expecting it to be cooked by? Well, I mean, when are you actually planning to eat today? You've got to be thinking that these vicars have all got housekeepers at this point, because. But then again, what about all the people in the congregation? When are they going to eat? When are their turkeys yeah. going in? Yeah, I hope they've What's all got on? heathen relatives at home who can follow instructions. I mean, that used to be the way it was in our house, is that we had, um, you know, there would be people around who didn't go to church on Christmas Day, and they would follow the instructions. Oh, right. But then again, as I say, we wouldn't used to get home particularly late from uh, Christmas Day, because he didn't want to be there. <laughs> so what happened when you were 14? Well, that stopped you going to church, and that is a question <laughs> which I'm aware there is a potential for a very dark answer. Uh, it's actually a very simple answer, and I'm not sure what the rules are now. I think it might still be the same, but back at that in that at that stage, 14 was the minimum age that you could be legally left at home on your own without somebody getting in trouble. Oh, right. Okay. So, yeah, I didn't want to go to church. So I said, I'm not going to... And I, mean, I know that your general your general feeling was that I probably did it purely for the self-abuse. But actually, there was surprisingly little of that going on. Because at the time, they were showing old episodes of Grange Hill. So I just... Oh, I thought you were talking about the going to church in the first place. Rather than just staying at home. Oh. <laughs> Because you know, has masturbated in over fifty up to fifty churches. <laughs> up to fifty churches could still be none. I said up to. Yeah, but the the, <laughs> the point is, I got out of there as soon as I possibly could because, as you may have seen from <laughs> from this program, it's boring, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's the thing, and it's that's the it. same like, thing yeah. every week as well. Don't forget, you know, yeah. all of this stuff, the exact same structure but with maybe slightly different lessons, slightly different readings. All of this stuff be back next week. Yeah, and I mean, the thing after. is, they they have, as 
as, as the Songs of Praise that we watched did beforehand, they chose a whole bunch of hymns that I didn't know. But they did at least choose some carols yeah, that did. I know. they did. Because who doesn't know Ding Dong Merrily on High? And who doesn't know Once in Royal David City? And who doesn't know O Come All Ye Faithful? And who doesn't know Away in a Manger? And hang on a minute. Why are they singing an alt version of Away in a Manger, Edward? They're not singing the real version of Away. They're, they're singing the same words, but they're singing it to a different fucking tune. Well, this is what happens in churches, isn't it? I mean, I think there is an argument that could be made that being a parishioner in a church makes a manic street preacher from us all in that you're presented with these words that clearly don't fit into the tune and Mm. that's then your problem make those words fit into that tune which is being played on the organ and you've never heard it before you'll probably never hear it again that is a problem with the whole church experience among so many others that it's never really been my my chief concern I thought my my favourite part of the service was the intercessionary prayers with Crokey Jim. Father, on this holy day, your son, our saviour, was born in human form. Renew your church as the body of Christ. Lord, in your mercy. On this holy day, Christians the world over are celebrating his birth. Open our hearts that he may be born in us today. Lord, in your mercy. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Why did they what, get? What, why did what? they get a clergyman? Who's what was going on with that bloke's voice? He's the one who was just like. He was the one who was just like standing in the middle of the aisle. Yeah, croaky Jim. Yeah. What? What was going on with his voice? He sounded like fucking Larry the Lamb. He sounded like he was sat on the back of a tumble dryer. Yeah. I wondered whether he were whether there was a problem with his microphone or whether there was a problem with the recording mm, I think or something like that. I'm sure he wasn't. I'm sure he wasn't supposed to sound like that, was he? But he sounded like Larry the Lamb. He did, and there was still 20 minutes left. So I was pleased yeah. to note that one of the prayers that he offered was for all, the, new all the people that were in pain or distress today. And I'm thinking, that's me. That's me. Were you? Well, yeah, I was watching. Fucking morning worship, wasn't I? Oh well, you a know, twenty-seven-year-old episode of morning worship. Yeah, fucking hell. Favorite festive moment? Oh well, I mean, for one thing, can't complain about there not being enough festive moments. This has got Jesus by the barrelful. It's got trees. It's got cribs. I don't know, really. I think. It might be the choir boy wearing shades, but at the same time, it might be during the sign of the peace, the mayor of Bradford, who had helpfully come in his ceremonial robes, started giving out kisses as well. He did, didn't he? like fucking three, two, one all over again. Yep. Oh, my God. And that was it. That was your favourite festive moment. Well, actually... Now that I think about it, my favourite festive moment was the beginning bit in front of the Christmas tree. Because I thought oh, I right. thought the Christmas tree was probably at the front near the lectern. So when yeah. when that priest turned up again in the parade, I said, how's he done that? It was like a magic trick. Yeah. But oh, it was at the go, back of the church the whole time. So you see, there's the mysteries of faith. Yeah, hand of God. Exactly. My favourite bit was the bit where they did... The, where, where it was one of the bits where... Um, 
they drag the guy out to give him a telling off. <laughs> and uh, there's the bit where he kind of stops and they all went, we have sinned at the same time. And I thought, yeah, yeah. make a decent... Clip it, clip that out. Might make a decent ringtone for my mobile. I <laughs> know. Oh, we have sinned. We have sinned. We have sinned. We have Please sinned. save us, Bishop. Well, all yeah. right. I will this time. <laughs> That's what it's like, though, isn't it? Church is just a stone cold bummer. Just go along. You're told that you're a sinner and that you're at your even at your best. You're worse than God at his worst. That was yeah. something that they said. So that just makes yeah. me feel bad. Yeah. And I should really be at home getting the sprouts on, if or, I'm honest. Or masturbate. Or masturbate. <laughs> My own special bread sauce. Oh, what a day. What it's a day. It's lumpy. Anyway. So, yeah, we've done it. We have. It's over. It is literally... It can't, it can't hurt us anymore. We are freewheeling now. And... There's some absolute tripe coming up, but I don't fear any of it anymore, for I have seen the light. Tomorrow, on this esteemed pile of crap and cack. This august social dispatch. It's Christmas 1973, and it's Bruce Forsyth and the Generation Game. So, a big hitter. Wow. Ugh, I'm just letting that. I'm just letting that soak in. Breathe that. Like, I think you're going to like it more than you liked um, Free Two. Uh, I think I'm going to like it more than I like Morning Worship. Well, I hope so. Otherwise, you are in for a bad time. <laughs> anyway, that's it. That's it. Let's never speak of this again. Never. I'd love to say it's been a pleasure, but it really, honestly, hasn't. It, and it wasn't so much that it was bad, but just boring. Yeah. So. Um, Let's just brush this one under the carpet, put it down to experience. We'll be back again, same time tomorrow. Thanks very much for listening, and goodbye. is written in that according to St. John, chapter 1, beginning at the first verse.